Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful Parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 183. Today, we're having a special on-air coaching edition on how to handle potty talk. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Now Membership. And I'm the author of the upcoming new book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back. So glad you are here, dear listener. Oh my gosh, do you have kids going back to school this week? If your kids are old enough for that, mine are. It's crazy. It's end of the summer transition time. Whew, so many big emotions coming up around my house. And maybe they are for you too. I don't know. But I am so glad to be here uh, in your ears today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This is a very special episode of the Mindful Mama podcast where I'm going to be talking to a wonderful mindful parenting alumni, Bethany, about a mom of a six-year-old, about her challenges having to do with her six-year-old being really negative and using inappropriate language in public, which then, of course, results in the four-year-old doing the same thing. And so she had been using threatening consequences to get them to stop. So we talk about what 
is happening and how to how to deal with that. So it, it really this the whole potty talk is super annoying, but it really gets work with, worse when your child does it in public because then it really triggers this embarrassment too. So you'll hear as I talk to Bethany about how to deal with this and the other things that her six year old is saying. So be sure to tune in. You're going to hear some important takeaways that resorting to threats may seem okay and may seem to actually work in the short run, but in the long run, it actually creates resistance and how vital it is to acknowledge and feel our feelings and then the beliefs actually that are under the surface that can drive our behavior. It's really fascinating and I know that you will get so much out of this episode. And before we dive in, I just want to let you know that the Mindful Parenting membership is coming so soon. We are working like crazy, my team and I, behind the scenes, getting things ready and to um, get things all ready for our already existing members and, and then welcoming in the new members for the first time. We're so, so excited. And we are going to be kicking it all off with my mindful parenting free training, which is a really valuable, amazing four days of live training with me where you're going to learn why your kids don't listen to you, how your brain is playing tricks on you, and how to create cooperative kids without losing your temper. So this is all going to be September 16th through 19th. This is 2019. And the people get so much out of it. Natalie said that the live training component really made her feel more involved and willing to participate. And she felt like she had everything to gain from this. And Ashley was so sweet. She said, my laid back, fun, loving, easygoing attitude is refreshing and grounding. So she felt like it was an incredible introduction to mindful parenting strategies and Christina told me that she now has a more positive outlook and she's focusing more on self-care and then the bite-sized lessons really fit into her everyday life. So I hope that you will join us for this Mindful Parenting free training, September 16th through 19th. If you can't make it live, we'll have some recordings and you can join at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. So I hope that you will join us and I get to meet you in real time and interact. I think that would be awesome. Let's chat. So mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. Be there. Be square. All right. Now join me at the table as I talk to Bethany. Bethany, thank you so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. Hi, thank you for having me on here. <laughs> I'm glad to have you on here. And so, so yeah, so this is an on-air coaching call. You took Mindful Parenting way back when, and I'm so excited to talk to you uh, about, we'll talk about some, some of your wins and some of your, your challenges that are happening. Um, but can you give us just sort of the lay of the land? Who... Who, who are the major players in your life? Yeah, so my husband and I live in Annapolis, Maryland. We have two boys who one just turned four and the other is six and a half. And we have a dog and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
who might make an appearance aud- audio wise. Right. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> cool. And tell us um, what what are what are some wins for you recently? So this is how we, you know, for the listener, this is how we start our coaching calls and mindful parenting is that we we lean into the wins because we know our brains have a tendency to move towards the negative. So we practice, practice leaning towards and appreciating the positive. So so what is that for you, Bethany? Yeah, I have a lot of wins. It's hard to pick, but I've been doing your course again with this group in the spring now. Mm-hmm. It was sort of perfect timing because, I mean, I do it every time it comes around again because it's so, it's just super helpful and I get more out of it every time, learn new things. And, you know, as my kids are growing, our challenges change. So okay. it's always useful. And uh, I just finished radiation for breast cancer a few weeks ago. So I'm starting to get my energy back. I've been doing the yoga and mindful meditation every morning, which is a huge help. I just feel like my whole day is smoother thanks to those practices, especially the the like five minute yoga that you give us because that's usually all I have time for in the morning, but that's been great. Oh, good. I'm glad that that's helping. That's going to be incredibly hard to be, you know, going through that your breast cancer with a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, uh, you know, having them there on your journey with that, you know, seeing you, your difficulties with that. Right. And I think I'm a lot more patient now that I'm less tired. <laughs> oh, good. Because that makes it tougher to be, you know, not reactive when you're exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So the radiation was like making you really tired and now kind of finishing up, you're able to have some more energy and attention and all that stuff. Right. Oh, good. Oh, good. Wow. Okay, cool. So some wins or you're really kind of diving in again, you're coming back to that meditation and that self-care and and that's great. I love it. High five, mama. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Awesome. Um, Cool. So, uh, so what challenges are coming up for you? The main thing lately is my, my six-year-old has a tendency to use a lot of potty talk. Like he thinks it's, I mean, boys think it's funny to talk about poop all the time. Apparently I didn't know this until I was a mom of two boys, but they think it's hilarious. So he's always making up songs or rhymes or just all kinds of things about inappropriate topics, or he loves to talk about um, movies that he knows he's not allowed to watch, like Deadpool or Jason, which <laughs> is really embarrassing when I'm when we're out in public because you know I, I have to say I promise I don't let him watch that. You know, like he's never seen that movie. I promise. <laughs> but then you know when he gets going, then the four-year-old gets going too. And then I just find myself usually result like resorting to threats because it's just so embarrassing and I need it to stop. It's like, this has to stop right now. There's other kids around or, you know, other families. And I'm like, I start the counting to three or I just say there's going to be a consequence, which is not, it's not where I want to go, but I haven't figured out how to calmly get through that when we're out in public, I guess, is the, the biggest challenge right now. 
Are you frustrated with parenting? Do you want to practice conscious, compassionate parenting, but you don't know how? It's not easy, and there's no roadmap for this. Until now. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I know how frustrating it is because I've been there. I struggled as a young mom, and when I found myself yelling and triggered by my child, I knew there had to be a better way, and there is. Mindful parenting is different from other parenting trainings. They don't tell you that all of that good advice is as good as useless when our internal stress response is triggered. Mindful parenting teaches you research-based tools and practices to reduce your stress response so that you can respond rather than react. And it teaches you exactly what to say so that you can create willing cooperation from your child. You can learn more and enroll at mindfulparentingcourse.com and you can join us for a free live training coming up soon where you'll learn why your kids don't listen to you, how your brain undermines your parenting, and how to create cooperative kids without losing your temper. Sign up now at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. I'll see you there. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, wow. That sounds like an incredibly embarrassing and frustrating moment. Yes. Oh, man. So, so you're, you're out and about and he's, he's saying, he's deliberately stirring the pot. He's like, let me, let me talk about poop. Let me, let me see if I can talk about movies I'm not allowed to watch, that kind of thing. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I hear that. Actually, my, my, one of my parenting mistakes was one, taking my, my daughter when she was, I actually took my daughter when she was seven to a, a really scary movie inadvertently <laughs> because okay. my, uh, my oldest daughter had read the book, um, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children. And I'm like, actually, I usually check like common sense media and all that stuff, but somehow I didn't. I kind of thought like since the word children was in the title and my, you know, my daughter who was like at the mo at that time, 10 or 11 had read, I thought, oh, it should be fine. And mm -hmm. it's not, it's a real, don't take your kids to see it. It's like one of the most frightening movies I've ever seen. <laughs> she loves to tell the story of how she went to this movie and she was so scared and I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> we comforted each other. Right. Um, but yeah, that, those are those things that are like the transgressions are like the things that are the, they get the most reaction, right? They're, they're the funnest st stories to tell. Yes. They? Yeah. Yeah. So how are, so in those moments, how are others reacting to him and how are you, you're reacting with some, some threats and some embarrassment sounds like. Right. Usually, I mean, I try before we go places to say, I expect, and I usually just pick three things like, you know, speaking nicely and good manners and usually stay with me, <laughs> the top three. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, if we're out and they start with that, I'll say, you know, that's not appropriate. Let's talk about something else. But if he's really trying to get to me, it works. <laughs> and I usually will say, you know, let's, we're not talking like that stop right now. And then I will resort to, there's going to be a consequence or mm -hmm. if you keep talking that way, we're going to take away screens for the day, which usually works. But then I yeah. will have to say like one, you know. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, then they'll yeah, stop. Yeah. But it's like, I don't like getting there with the threats. And I'll even say like, please don't make me threaten you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the screens are totally unrelated. So it's basically like, I'm going it, to, it's definitely like a punishment, right? It's like, I'll, I'll make yes. you unhappy later if you don't comply with me now. And it's interesting. So, so that, you know, makes, they stop the behavior because they don't want to lose the screens. But Imagine, so what, what generally happens with that when we use like punishments and, and threats like that is it causes a lot of resistance because they don't want to be manipulated right? and things like that. Okay. So I love that you share your expectations first. I think that's great. Have you, so one thing I, I think that I would encourage you to do is to um, have a conversation with them where you um, share how this behavior affects you in an iMessage. So you, you know what that is. So I'm, I'm right. going to challenge you to try to come up with uh, an iMessage about the, the potty talk. Okay. okay. So I might say, <clears throat> Alice, when you use potty talk out in public in front of other people and other kids, I feel really embarrassed and really worried that the other kids are going to learn those behaviors or the other parents are going to think badly of us. And I really can't enjoy my time out with you when you're talking that way. 
That sounds great. That sounds like a great <laughs> high message. Hi, well done, Bethany. I'm practicing. Um, <laughs> that's great. So have you tried this iMessage? I have. I think I'm not real consistent when it comes to this behavior. I have tried it. And I've even said, you know, like when we're at home and it's just the family and you're goofing around, that's different and that's okay and get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about it when it's not right then and there happening. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm a little more reactive with this because I'm embarrassed. So I don't always remember to say that I message. Sometimes I jump right to cut it out, you know, like the panic mode. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good. I'm glad you brought this up because this is a perfect kind of thing that you want to kind of practice with ahead of time. Right. So, um, because this, the whole, one of the big things that, I'm, I'm seeing here is that it gets to you, right? It works. And this is so it's, it's powerful. And he, what, you know, you have a six-year-old who's using his power and right now he's has, maybe has some resentment because of the threats and the, you know, so he, he wants to use this power. There's like a, a, Um, you know, if you picture sort of two fists (laughs) right against each other, this is kind of what's happening right now. Um, So what, why I underline that it gets to you is that what I think uh, might be a good strategy for you is to practice to start, to start detaching from what's happening, right? Like, let's look at this. Okay. So when you feel embarrassed, right, when, when the other parents are there, you're, you're worried because you're thinking that they're thinking what? These boys have terrible manners. This mom has no control. She's not taught her children well, okay. that kind of thing. Okay. So the boys have terrible manners. Mom has no control. Right. I don't want my kids around them. They're going to learn bad things. Okay. Yeah. So is it true that your boys have terrible manners? Once in a while. But no, not overall. (laughs) Not overall, right. Okay, so that's not not true. Um, And now the mom has no control. This is a tricky one because in actuality, we don't have any, you know, huge control over other people. We know that our kids choose their own behaviors. We, We don't we aren't like puppet masters with them, but let's, let's look at sort of in the big picture as far as, you know, overall presence, you know, would you say that that's, you know, hundred percent true that you have no control of your kids? No. Okay. So neither of these uh, are true. The boys have terrible manners. Mom has no control. So neither of these are true. How do you act in the world? How do you behave? How do you behave towards yourself, towards your son, sons, towards other people when you're believing these thoughts that the boy, that other people are thinking boys have terrible manners and mom has no control. I am, I'm nervous and I'm reactive. I'm definitely, um, I don't know. I just want to escape, like get away from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like fight, flight, and flee. Yes. <laughs> flight, <laughs> flight, flight responses activated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense because um, just because, you know, of course, we are social animals, right? Like it, yeah. how we are perceived in our social milieu for 100,000 plus years really, really mattered life and death kind of style. Now it doesn't so much, but yeah. So our nervous system doesn't quite know that yet. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So you're nervous, reactive. You want to escape. Um, does this, does this, do these thoughts about, um, you know, boys having terrible manners and mom having no control, do they add to your piece or they take away from your piece? They take away. Definitely take away. They add stress, right? Right. Okay. Add stress. Okay. So if you let's, let's do some imaginary thinking and imagine if you didn't have the thought that others are thinking the boys have terrible manners and mom has no control. If you didn't have that thought, what, who, or what would you be like? Um, I'd be pretty easygoing for the most part until it gets annoying. And then I would be just irritated. (laughs) Yeah. You would just deal with the problem without this sort of extra layer. It kind of sounds like you would. Right. Yeah. Without that, um, extra layer of embarrassment. So let's, um, Let's imagine, can we imagine sort of the opposite or the turnaround of these thoughts that are, that are causing you to, you know, be nervous and reactive that uh, what, what's the opposite or the turnaround of the boys have terrible manners? The boys are kind and caring and polite and I. And what's the opposite of. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry to interrupt too. What's the opposite of mom has no control? The mom is so calm and laid back and the boys are so well behaved. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great for them? That's great. Um, so I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to invite you to do is to kind of examine the underlying thought, right? That's driving this, this whole sequence, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for your son, it's just like he, you know, he, he's getting this attention and they, they're just, it, it's a whole phase, right? Kindergarten. Yeah. You're just fascinated with that. And for you, it gets to you. And we want to kind of like look at underneath the, the, the surface of why is this getting to you so that we can kind of untangle it a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so with, if, if we can start to, if you can start, we can start to look at this thought and detach from it a little bit. The, the embarrassment, the embarrassment can start to sort of go down. And, and why we want to do that is because, um, kind of it's, it's sort of paradoxical, right? The, the less you care about this, the, the more, the less power it will have, the more the behavior will start to fade away. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Let's imagine next time you're with a bunch of people. Okay, let's just picture this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your son says something about poop. <laughs> Starts talking Sorry. about poop. I want you to know, just kind of close your eyes and check in with what does the feelings feel like in the body of embarrassment? What is, where does it come up in your body? Like a lot of tension in my jaw and shoulders and my stomach kind of feels sick. Okay. Okay. So, so take a moment just to close your eyes and kind of look at that tension in your jaw and your shoulders. And I invite you here to just be curious about it, right? We're just going to look at it like a scientist. Isn't this interesting? And I want you to just allow it to be here. Okay. And in your mind, just say to it, okay, hello, old friend embarrassment. (laughs) 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 Hello, I see you there, right? So just mentally greet it. Hello, old friend, embarrassment. I see you there. 
And then I want you to now choose your next action. Choose what do you think would be the best way to address this behavior, disregarding you know what other people think, but how it affects how it affects you. How can you um, how can you deal with this behavior from a, a a more grounded place of not letting it be such a big deal, but but also interrupting it. Okay, I think if I <clears throat> if I can take a moment to step back and take a deep breath, you know, consciously relax all those muscles that just tend to stop when I got embarrassed, and um, remember how much I love my kids and that they're generally wonderful and well behaved and sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just think about how can I react to my son without him thinking, Oh boy, I'm getting riled up now. <laughs> Let's yeah. keep doing it. Like, Oh, mom doesn't really care, but she wants me to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So- oh, Hey everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from toddler purgatory. Two moms who are also actors who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck and now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it launching in january what happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it we talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky gluey sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity we hear about their journeys their successes their challenges and even their bougie coffee shop orders So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell?, laughing in the face of motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. I picture you, Bethany, like crouching down to him, taking a deep breath, crouching down maybe touching a hand to his shoulder so you look him in the eye, and then try, trying out an iMessage from there. What, what, what might your iMessage kind of look like there? Well, if I could try not to feel embarrassed, I might say. <laughs> well, it's not, no, that's, when you're not trying not to feel embarrassed, you're just saying, you're just allowing the embarrassment, right? You're just going to, but don't act from that place. Does that make sense? Okay. Like you're not trying to shove away the embarrassment. You're just, hello, embarrassment, old friend. I see you there. Okay, you're here. But you know what? I can choose to act from a place of 
compassion and from a place of I'm my child's mentor. I'm my child's teacher. I'm here to mentor and teach and coach him on how to be in the world. Okay. Okay. So then I might say, when you talk that way, I feel disappointed because I know you're a wonderful child who's kind and caring and sweet, and that's not coming across right now. So I'm really not enjoying our time together because I want, I, I prefer to be with the sweet boy. I know you are. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're allowed to say, you know, I feel, you know, I feel embarrassed, you know, and, and I think that he understands that um, and disappointed is great too. So, um, so then you give this message and he's in the habit now of resisting your threats and to, and to, and he's, he's kind of like, we want to remember that with this behavior, he's like, a, he's got a train going in a certain direction and it's got some momentum. <laughs> So he may not stop this right away, right? So what would be a natural, if he continues to say, okay, let me see if I can get a rise out of mom and continue Mm -hmm. to do this. What, what can be a way for you to address the behavior without it being like punitive, but to, to address, you know, can you, can you say, okay, buddy, you know, sounds like, you're you're not able to to speak in a, a really you know in 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 the right in the way that we speak around other people. So can you know can you just take him out of that situation and leave? Yeah, I mean we can. I guess I have to frame it as not like a threatening yeah stop it or relieving situation, but just say right now you you can't stop acting that way. So we're, we're just going to take a break or we're going to go do something else or. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is like, you want to hold, you want to hold this boundary, but hold it with empathy. Be like, Oh buddy, you're using that potty language again. I'm sorry, buddy. You know, we can't stay here, you know, when you use that potty language. So we're going to have to just take a break and, and say it with, say it with empathy. And, and maybe, maybe he's like, no, 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 mommy, give me another chance. And maybe sometimes you do, maybe sometimes you don't. And you hold that boundary. If you notice he's having trouble, you know, he's kind of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Right. But yeah, I think that what you want to think about is that you're like, that this is just the consequence and this is just something you have to do because it's not fun to be around someone who talks like that, right? It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. So this is just part of your job is that, oh, too bad. This sucks. Oh, well, you know, and, and try not to. So what I'm inviting you to think about is to uh, take the drama out of it in yourself, right? Or yeah. feel, feel the feelings, but then don't act from that dramatic place. And, and that's really a hard ask I'm asking you to do. <laughs> It's not so easy. We have, I mean, we have left a restaurant before, but it's so hard when you leave not to be like grumbling and carrying on about it afterwards. It's kind of like a restaurant's a tough one. If it's a playground, it's a lot easier. I'm kind of picturing the playground in my head, but a restaurant (laughs) sounds worse. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I bet it wouldn't take, you know, if you had to kind of do that, you know, or you could, if you were in a restaurant, maybe you would go and take a, a five minute break. That might mm-hmm. be a, a kind of intermediary step and say, okay, we're going to take a break in the car <laughs> or outside for a moment while your brother and your, your dad have a nice time at the restaurant or maybe yeah. dad takes a break, but whoever's the columnist, I suppose. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got kind of a chilled manner. Okay. So how is this landing with you, Bethany? It's good. It's, it's definitely helpful to just reflect on how much of my response and drama are feeding into the behavior and to kind of step back and, and look at it like how much am I really encouraging it kind of by my reaction. So, yeah, yeah. those are powerful words. Like that disgust response is strong. Like I can't even look at that poop emoji. I don't even like it. <laughs> I hate, that one. <laughs> I hate the poop emoji. I don't get why it's such a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> because of six-year-old boys. Ah, oh, six-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, my daughters think the poop emoji is awesome. <laughs> right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. So, and and with some of these things, it is helpful to step back and sit and practice it. Kind of go over it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Have a plan, allow yourself to allow that time to acknowledge and process the feelings that are happening for you. Right. Because then when we can say, okay, you know, okay, embarrassment, <laughs> I see you there. Then as soon as you're, you've acknowledged those feelings, you're kind of labeling them. That's actually giving you, it's like our, you know, it's, it's giving, taking you kind of a, a little step away from them. So it's not so personal. This is right. just something that happens that we all feel. And it's, you know, it's part of our human experience. We don't have to be ashamed of our embarrassment or push it away or, or um, fight it, right? Because when we fight it, when we resist it, it tends to persist. And <laughs> if we ignore it, it tends to pop up (laughs) and feed other things. So if we can acknowledge that feeling and say, okay, hello, feeling, feel it, actually feel it. Take a moment to feel the physical manifestations of this feeling. Then it's not controlling you and pushing you so much from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's my favorite thing about your approach is, I actually kind of look forward to the boys misbehaving. (laughs) (laughs) Then I get practice, you know, like, is this going to work? What's going to happen? What's going to change? It's fun. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. So you're taking that curiosity to those moments. That's really awesome. That's great. Like, I can't wait till we're in a restaurant talking about poop again. (laughs) You're like, I'm ready now. (laughs) Yeah, let's see if I can do it. Cool. So that's cool. And that's, that's just what you want, Bethany. That's, you want to take these challenges, right? And let them be your teacher. Let them, um, let them help you grow. Just like, a, you know, we have challenges in school that challenge us and, and then we grow from them a little stronger. It's the same thing with our, with our parenting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. 
Ah, good. All right. So, and you know, it's just, it can be, and the same thing, the same thing with the movies, by the way, that he's not allowed to watch the that's, you know, that's, that's actually like, I would kind of say that that's not, I would, I would question whether that's your problem, Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, you could say, well, he doesn't watch these movies, you know, and, and clarify any misperceptions other people might have. But, but if somebody doesn't believe you and says, oh my gosh, Bethany is letting her child watch Jason, you know, then that person right. is not a person you want for your friend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, okay. Hello, embarrassment. Hello. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. All right. Cool. Well, good. Well, I'm happy that you are continuing your meditation and um, your yoga. And I know that will help you um, on your journey and your recovery and, and all of that. And I like that you're, um, your point of view about your your sons is uh, ha, you have a beautiful point of view about your sons about these challenges about seeing them as your teachers and that way you have right now about not fighting these challenges and not um, not you know you're not feeling shame and blame and what's wrong with me about these challenges that that is really actually will help your healing too right because there's a foundation there of of acceptance and um ease that i i that's really refreshing and i i'm happy to hear thanks <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you um so looking back we talked about your wins and we talked about the the challenge of the potty talk and things like that in public um do you have any takeaway from talking today oh yeah lots um <laughs> it's just really helpful to just to have your questions sort of help me see things in a different point of view, like, you know, okay, yes, you're embarrassed and sit with that for a minute. (laughs) Don't resist it too much. And, um, and just, yeah, helping talk through some different ways to respond is just um, really helpful. So thank you. All right. You're welcome. And um, I guess my final thought for you is remember the impermanence that this too will will pass. <laughs> Your son and sons are like rivers that are never the, they're never the same children twice, right? They're always growing and changing and they may have even a more difficult challenge coming <laughs> or, or the potty challenge may just, you know, fade away. But um but yeah, I wish you the best of luck with it. And, and, and thank you so much for sharing your time and sharing your voice and opening up uh, your family. I know that it, it helps the listener to hear real stories and, and real examples. So I, I really appreciate that from you, Bethany. Okay. Thank you so much for all of your help and advice and support through the years. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening and listening all the way to the end. Rock on for you. Uh, sometimes it can be hard to get to the end of a great podcast, but you are here hearing the end. So I, um, my heart goes out to you and thanks. Um, if you have any questions, you're always welcome to email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. Check in with me in the Instagram so that we can chat about this episode and any questions that you have. And I hope that you will join us for the Mindful Parenting free training. It's at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. And I will see you there, I hope. Be there or be square. I don't know why I'm saying that today. <laughs> But I hope you'll be there. You'll get so much out of it. And I can't wait to connect. Until then, and until next week, I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you have some peace and some chill time. And I'm wishing that for you. I'm wishing that for me. And I will be practicing that for sure. All right. Till then, namaste. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.